Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Andrew. And I'm Jess. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where we talk about whatever I damn want to. A podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. <laughs> sure, if you want to do that. This week's a little different. <laughs> okay, this week is, is very different, so we should probably explain ourselves a little bit here. So I bet you all just saw the t- title and was like, what the fuck is Tiara? Yes. Uh, so I want Jess to start this one. Jess, why don't you tell us why we're talking about this? So I'm going to tell you all a bit of a story. <laughs> OK, here's the story. Um, so one day, Andrew's like, hey, this band thing I like released this new album. And I think it really has like a lot of musical theater elements. And he was just recommending it to me. And then I was listening through it and literally I got flashbacks to Anais Mitchell's Hades Town album. And I was like, I can see this on stage as a musical. I think this is a very effective like story. And I told Andrew, we should probably do this on our show. <laughs> and he's like, uh, really? And I was like, yeah, I think this could work. Because it is a concept album, and let's remember that Jesus Christ Superstar, Hades Town, Evita, all of them started as concept albums for like the rock and roll age. And this is a metal concept album telling a story in a very similar way. So I think it is perfectly apt for this show. Um, and I guess Jess gets to pick whatever the fuck he wants to talk about on this show, so I'm just here. <laughs> Um, I will be the one giving a little bit of history this time, since I'm actually the one that knows more about this than Jess. I don't know a goddamn thing about this, aside from I really love this album, and I have so many ideas of how it can be transformed to stage that we'll go into later. Okay, but I'll start with the brief history, and we're going to keep it real short here. Keep it short. Um, Okay, The Seventh Wonder is a band that uh, started some time ago. They haven't released an album in about eight years, and suddenly they come out with this. Uh, It's their second concept album. They did have a previous concept album, um, but this one is the one we're talking about. So (laughs) uh, here we go. Now, what is the basic plot of Tiara? Okay, Um, since there's no real official synopsis, this is basically entirely interpretation from me, but it's based very heavily on the lyrics of the songs. And I think Jess is going to chime in a bit as well with his opinions on it. I will. Um, The plot is that there is a group of godlike beings called the Ever Ones who come to Earth and give a warning that they are going to basically kill off humanity because they deserve it. Um, Humanity freaks out and decides that, no, they're not, because humanity is invincible. 
Um, and then a young girl named Tiara rises up and uh, decides that, no, we're not invincible and we need to talk to them to convince them not to murder us all. Uh, it, that's about that's that's about the basic synopsis, I would say. Yeah, literally, that has everything that you would have. You have a villain, a lead and a conflict. Basic storytelling. <laughs> very basic. Yes. And um, everyone has their well goals done. very specifically laid out through songs. Just why don't you add in what your interpretation was, or is it just the same as mine? It's not too far off from yours. Um, whereas I think you b- interpret the dream machines more as like the masses of people believing that they're invincible. I interpreted them as like a higher, like 1% saying as like, these people can't take us down. We're too powerful. Like upper echelon politicians saying like, we shouldn't do anything because no one can bring us down where they're hubris. Whereas the lower people, the tiaras, people closer to her le- level have more opinions, more close to hers. Now, the only reason I somewhat disagree with that is because the song Against the Grain implies that she's going against a lot of people, not just against a small few. But um, again, that still could be potentially accurate. It's it's vague enough, I think. Well, I'm thinking from a storytelling perspective and I see these um, dream machines as like the um, priests from Jesus Christ Superstar making decisions on behalf of everyone and sure they have their big supporters but you also have the dissenters. I think that that would make more sense as if this was actually put onto stage that would be half that would have to be how it would be done I think. Mm-hmm. And basically we have these huge villains these aliens basically coming down threatening the people of Earth and demanding that they like be destroyed immediately and everyone like it's almost like Greek mythology. They're like, we have this one girl that we need to send up and basically have a conversation with in the most nonviolent response to like such a drastic world ending event. <laughs> well, in all reality, what are they going to do? <laughs> yes, but uh, that seems like such a Greek mythology way to respond <laughs> to like such a but taking your your interpretation of these higher ups, I think that the uh, the tone changes a little bit in that it's almost uh, it's almost arrogant of them to think that this would work at all. Uh, like, it's just so absurd. They're going to send a little girl to talk to them and they're like, yeah, we're going to win. <laughs> we, we got this. <laughs> and they're so confident, especially like in like Victorious and Tiara's song, like. The people are like, oh, this is going to be great. Thank you. And they treat her basically as a god for a little bit. They worship Um, this little girl that is to be sent up to the everyone's to be basically a human sacrifice if her debate doesn't work. There is a big twist at the end, though. Um, And I think we just go right into it because we always spoil everything we talk about. Yeah, we do. Um, Um, Overall, we both (laughs) recommend this album. Listen to it. (laughs) Yes. Um. But yes, big spoilers. Uh, she doesn't succeed. Uh, she fails. And the that this is where it's a little bit up to interpretation. The everyone's either kill everyone and the world ends or they potentially allow some people to survive. I think there's some room for that as well. 
but they do end up destroying most of the world, at least. It is a down ending where this little girl who everyone put their faith into fails so hard. It's um, this is a recurring theme with the Seventh Wonder concept albums, though, as the last one was also a gut, uh, like a gut punch, uh, just miserable endings always. <laughs> And I think it's a really effective gut punch, like like especially how they build up. Like I was so expecting like mild victorious to like victorious tiara and like an emotional climax to like a bittersweet like. Like she rules the well, it just goes with it just them. goes right into it. Yeah, um, you have that that I think beautiful song, the truth, and then it just boom into like just despair immediately <laughs> and it's i the message behind it is just like no matter what hope you have like you're fucked now i think we've talked about that enough and i think what we should actually talk about more is less just the album and more what people of this podcast will be more interested in well i want to talk about song by song really quick before we talk about that oh sure yeah let's let's do that all right So the album starts with Arrival, which is basically the everyone's coming to Earth. And I imagine them as like this giant spaceship or like some dramatic thing coming down. And it fades beautifully into their like lead song, The Everyone's. They are immortal beings that are super powerful and they have deemed humanity uh, selfish and just they don't deserve to live, basically. <laughs> Which is basically where we are right now, but especially in America. Well, that's I feel like that's always a good trope in science fiction in general, though. The whole story is reminiscent of stories like, um, uh, what's it called? Like uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still, mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. And then, like anyone would do in these dramatic, like, world-changing event where the aliens are coming down and saying, we're going to destroy you all, fuck you, and all that, um, the higher echelons are like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll be fine. North Korea isn't going to blow us up. <laughs> we're invincible. We're the immortals. Mm hmm. And they That's have their song, um, <laughs> The Dream Machines, which basically means that we're the bomb. We are the immortals, uh, is what they say, literally. Uh, but uh, following that is uh, against the grain, where Tiara basically uh, says that she is. Uh, she does not agree. <laughs> Still, I see this is a dream. you describe the next song against the grain um that's just uh well tiara basically uh comes up and says she's she doesn't agree that we are invincible and she thinks that we actually have some splaining to do 
essentially. I think that's a really good I want song for her. Well, I don't know what that means, but if you want to go ahead. <laughs> well, an I want song in musical theater states the main character's purpose and goals. OK. And I think against the grain is a really effective way for her to state. This is what we should do. This is what I want. And this is how we should go about it. I would agree with that. And really, I think that is the moment the story really gets like all, up to that. We get like a bunch of setup all for this build up to Tiara coming out and saying what everyone should be thinking. Yes. And then um, we go into the townspeople claiming her to be basically the Messiah to save them all. Yes. Are you talking about the next song, Victorious? Well, I would say Victorious is is basically the same people that sang Dream Machines, uh, essentially deciding that, oh, yeah, we'll just send her and that will make all the townspeople happy. That will make her shut up about this and we'll win. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's a like, win-win. Like if they go up and save the world, we win. If they don't. We're invincible, anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they say, "Send her up," and then everyone in the town worships her like a messiah. Yeah, and they they write a song for her, and everyone's singing and partying. And uh, this mm-hmm. is a is like a a three part song. Not that they really lead into each other, but that they're all I. I interpret that they're all happening concurrently essentially they're all at the same time i i thought they were sequentially like she's being worshipped and then like like her opinion from the people and then she's finally getting tucked in because despite all these people worshiping her she still has that bedtime and she's being tucked in by her dad and she can still hear the people cheering for her outside while her dad's like you you know what you signed up for, right? I mean, I love you and I support you, but you know this is a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the finale is just her own thoughts of, well, I dream of this great future for myself, so... Yes, her song Goodnight is, like, so fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's up there with On My Own and, like accurately describing how a teenage girl would feel i feel like this like she's not even teenage she's like preteen. i think that she's supposed to be seven uh or something like that i feel like i read that somewhere seven seven yes (laughs) so she's Um, like seven and she's like i know how to solve this world but does that mean i have to give up my life does that mean i can't graduate does that mean i can't Um, go to prom and all this and be given away by my father on my wedding day. I have to give all of this up on the chance that I save all these like mindless drones outside singing my praises. Essentially, yeah. And oh my God, it's so good. Holy shit, I love that song. Um, And really, it's so effective because I don't know if any of these people were ever seven year old girls, but like this introspective way of describing that fear of 
the horrible like anyone that's ever had to do something risky the next day and knowing that night's sleep before knows this feeling. I don't think anyone in this band was ever seven year old girls. No, (laughs) going to be honest with you. (laughs) But uh, they. My favorite song is The Truth, which is the next song. So what plot wise happens in the song The Truth? Um. This is she. She literally is literally going to the ever ones and then meets with them and talks to them. Um, I just the <laughs> the the woman that that sings uh, for Tiara, like when they actually get a different person to sing for her is so good. <laughs> so, She's so good, good and she pops up in a little bit in Beyond Today, too. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And that song is so great in the ending the first time i listened to it fucking blew me away uh with uh just i couldn't do it <laughs> oh my god she basically I, I almost... tells like she she promised to tell like how great humanity is but by the time she gets up there she actually tells the truth of how terrible humanity is well i think that's what she intended to do the whole time because she thought that that would help. Really? Uh, essentially. She thought that, like, playing to their, like, negative thoughts would, like, inspire them. I thought she, like, tricked everyone. No, I don't think that she and would that, be doing that. During the song I Beyond think... Today, she came to that conclusion, whereas she had, like, this positive outlook, but, like, discovering, no, no. like, she was... looking back. She was raised to be honest, so she told the truth. Like what she literally thought to be the truth, which was that, yeah, humanity's flawed, but I think we deserve to live. And the ever ones, of course, disagree. <laughs> As they probably should. <laughs> Just how many times do I have to discuss with you? You think everyone deserves to die. You did this in fucking Little Shop of Horrors, too. <laughs> <laughs> people can be flawed and not deserve to be dead jess either way because of her words the everyone's turn and destroy most of the earth you're skipping a song oh shit um when she returns and tells them that she failed humanity goes full out berserk and fights each other like crazy uh in the song by the light of the funeral pyres which is probably what would happen in real life, too. Um, my interpretation, I think this is actually a really important song, is that the everyone's told her that she failed, basically, just to see how humanity would react. And humanity reacts by killing each other. So that's when uh, the everyone's decide that, yes, they do deserve to die. If they had reacted better, maybe they would have... Well, they say that in I feel like that's hinted at in Exhale and Procession. Um, uh, in Procession, uh, what the fuck are the lyrics with that? It's like uh, we wore all our sins on our sleeve and we learned her truth too late, essentially. Um, so basically, yes, they fucked up. And then exhale, the ever ones are the ones that are singing and they're saying that um, 
that Tiara was very brave and all this stuff, um, which wouldn't make sense if they thought that she was like bad, basically, or was wrong. So I think that, yes, they they actually wanted her to succeed. They just she the humanity fucking ruined it. <laughs> I don't know. This is why I think the ending is is difficult to fully interpret easily. And it's not like musicals. Like if we were to adapt this, there are musicals with hard to interpret endings. Look at Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I've never seen that, but yes, I'm sure it is. We'll watch it someday. I'm sure we will. It's a great musical. Hard to understand the ending. Um, the, the last couple songs are literally just humanity gets destroyed though um, i feel like there could have been a little bit of glimmer of light to keep it a bit more bittersweet than just like bitter i feel like there is some in exhale i think that there is implied that some people are left um but obviously i think they definitely did kill most of humanity <laughs> um so yeah, the I, album ends with the everyone's destroying humanity as they promised when they arrived. Tiara failing, but probably surviving to live another day and rebuild humanity as the utopia that she hoped to build. And most likely failing. Um, <laughs> Tiara is known for failing. Yes. Hey, guys. So sorry for uh, interrupting in the middle of the podcast here. Um, but I've got a shill. I've got a shill, shill, shill. That's my life. Um, I want you to, uh, you know, give us a follow on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, at Musicals with Cheese. Make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to be really important for us to get seen. Um, check us out on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals uh, or Instagram at Musical Theater Lives. Uh, you know, our YouTube page is also Musical Theater Lives. Uh, and uh, if you want to give us a Give us a quick uh, chat. Email us at uh, musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, or more so Jess, because he's going to check it. But, you know, that's that's fine. Uh, let me get you back to the to the podcast. Though. Now, Andrew. Yes. If this were to be adapted into a musical, like a live stage musical, like Hal Prince came up and said, I want to direct um, Tiara, the... Musical based on the concept album by the Seventh Wonder. What would you imagine it would be like? I have my own thoughts, but I'm curious as to yours. Um, I'm assuming we are assuming that the same music is used. Same music, but I, I have choices to add a few more things. OK, um, I think that you'd have to personify some of the things like the you, you can't well, you could have a crowd kind of, but you'd have to have like uh, some main people, basically. So you'd have to have more characters, I think. Um, you'd probably want at least uh, a bit of uh, Tiara after the song The Truth, because it feels like she's kind of dropped out after that song. Um, so you would probably want more of her in the other songs. But yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, you ready that, for my version of this entire musical? Okay, I'm sure I'll hate it, but go for it. All right. We start with Arrival, which is like an overture, where yes. it's just visual, and we see 
um, how the everyone's are coming down. Then I would have a new song written um, about the everyday life of this town that we're in, because most of it takes place in one location, I feel like, and it's a very stylized location. And in this first song, we would set up um, all the main characters, Tiara, her dad, her mom, and the fact that all these townspeople kind of just view her as someone that's honest. And then after so it's it's like that one song in Beauty of the Beast, kind of, but <laughs> little little scaled down. Bonjour. <laughs> kind of more like tradition from um, Fiddler on the Roof. OK, I haven't seen that. So um, well, or um, what was it? Um, <laughs> first song in Little Shop. That wasn't Little Shop Horrors. The second Skid one. Row Skid Row. Something like that. OK where you get all the characters they introduce their basic wants and then at the end of that song everyone's come down and we get to see the rock thrown into that normality of that town that we've seen and then it basically continues on until um, Tiara comes up states her idea and she states her goals the town goes crazy about that idea. And I think somewhere in there, we need to give her father like a general worried song like before it, like not like super long because we do. So are, the... are you cutting the song Dream Machines, basically? Or no, Dream Machines you... still happens. All the songs still happen up to like right up to Victorious. OK, after Victoria, so those I would are give in her... order or there's more songs between those or no, nope, nope, but those are in order. I would cut them down a bit because okay. they're all a bit long. OK, I would cut them, trim them or add action to them. Well, this being a metal album, there is a lot of songs that have like extended guitar solos that wouldn't be necessary <laughs> in well, uh, a musical. Well, if they're in there, like, or I would turn the guitar solos into like more stringed instruments and all that. Um, I would change the orchestrations altogether, keep like the basic tone and like stylistic idea, because I think with the idea of extraterrestrial, the metal feeling is very effective. I think by the end, you do have to have like a full metal feel to it, though, because oh, I agree. But it needs to be brought in slowly. You still need yes. to like have that musical theater feel in the first like third. But Maybe either way, with the everyone's song, I want a song between um, T Tiara and her dad very early on before she is made their messiah. Um, you could either put it into like the city song where you see their relationship or you could make it their own after the dream machines. So uh. I would set up that relationship. So when we have her him saying goodnight to her, that has even more of a kick to it. And then I would have it be yeah. all the way up there, um, basically the same up to good night and good after good night. We would end act one, whether where she decides, yes, I'm going to do this. It's going to be really hard. And that would be the end of act one. I think that would be a good place to end. Mm -hmm. Would you come right back in with beyond today, basically? Um, or would you have like no beyond? A... Sorry, beyond today would be the ending where she agrees oh, to do okay. this, and then we see her like go up, maybe a little bit of, like we see her go up, and we start with the truth. Maybe add a little bit of uh, a quick song to set up the everyone's world, 
like their mothership and all that and how they run and who they are set them up and then she expresses the truth and the, the rest of act two is just the destruction and which so would you add more songs into that basically no but i would add an epilogue basically like keep that uh. basically the same except add a little bit more where tiara and like tiara loses her father obviously because that has to happen with that relationship set up that has to be one of the losses she suffers um i think what you need to do also is introduce a character to sing the song procession i think that should be one of the dream machines i think the song procession could potentially be moved to the end as an epilogue Mm mm-hmm um, I might be wrong about that. Hey, I, I'm good with it. I just think that Tiara needs one more song to give us a little bit of hope where she's still inspiring people despite most of the population being wiped out, where she's gonna get us over and the other ones are looking down, like, despite the fact that humanity is trash, they still see hope in it in this girl. Where the Everones and Tiara and what's remaining all come to an agreement to see where this goes. And that's the bittersweet ending. I could definitely see that. And that would be my interpretation if I were to adapt this onto a full Broadway stage. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that that would be pretty good, actually. Is there anything great that you would disagree with? Um, in all reality, probably not. Um, I only feel it might be a little short if we cut down all the songs and didn't add too many to the second half. I Uh, feel like the second act, like I imagine this being like two hours and ten minutes. It won't be a super long show. Yeah. With the intermission, like we could probably even do this as a full on hour and 45 minutes. Now, would you have this be a musical where there is music and then there's talking between? I don't know. I feel like you'd lose a lot of the energy if you would have the talking in between. I would turn this into an opera, basically. Yeah. Which is kind of how it actually functions since it's an album. So, mm-hmm. but I feel like you need some movement. Like as soon as you get these actors moving on stage with this music, it will the energy will be there and the visuals will be there. And I would do this huge high concept like Cameron Macintosh money, where you have these visual extravagancies. Like it is a spectacle to watch. So you'd have it be like special effect heavy, basically special effect, heavy um, costume, heavy stylized, very, very stylized. This could not take place in just normal everyday working class. This has to be like it'd be too weird if it did. I think. Like this has to be a super stylized world even before the ever ones come down and the ever ones have to feel even out of place in this super stylized world. Well, I mean, I personally picture the album as taking place not in modern day, but in like a future that's almost already apocalyptic, like essentially. 
it has so to be like not too crazy far in the future because they have too many modern me- references. Like they reference movies, they reference like these things. These well, movies would still exist in the future. It wouldn't be like it would, I'm picturing like a Mad Max world almost, like where it's already like that. Um, not as far as Mad Max, obviously, but like it's already. I'm picturing kind of, more like Blade Runner, where there is a society and it's obviously corrupt. That's more apt, I think, yes. Like, where it's already not great, but, yeah, then the ever ones are like, fuck that. <laughs> the whole thing's fucked. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more interesting, and I think that we've never had, like, a huge full sci-fi musical. Like, we've had, like, Starlight Express and stuff, but not, like, a full, like, science fiction musical. Well, I think it's 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 almost like a sci-fi movie plot where you wouldn't normally see that in like a musical. I don't think. And I feel like that's a shame because I think this is so effective. You know, I, I would love to see some sci-fi musicals, I think. I think that there's a lot that could be easily adapted. Um, you know what movie I watched recently that I feel like would almost work um, is uh, The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. You know what? I can see it. Can you? I could see that as a musical, right? I could almost see it as a one man musical. I think there'd have to be two. No, no, there's really there's only four characters in that movie, like in all reality. And I think one of them is like a very minor character that you could cut. Um, like the fly could definitely be a musical like that could easily be done, I think. And it's so high drama. Like, especially the ending, like, I think it would be super, like, emotionally compelling. Yeah, I think that that could work. I mean, almost the movie itself is very emotionally compelling, I would say. Like, it's really not. not, I'm not shitting on the movie. No, no, the movie's great. Yeah, so. Yes, science fiction, make it happen. All right, Andrew, do you have any qualms or disagreements or thoughts on how you would adapt it to stage, or do you basically agree with my thoughts? I agree with your thoughts, and honestly, what I'm more interested in is just your thoughts on the album in general, because I did recommend it to you in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was great, but I don't think, like, I much preferred the fact that I had to figure out what the story was. My biggest problem with any, like... Okay. Contemporary music is I find myself having a hard time getting into it because I don't care. Whereas this one had an ongoing story where one song led into the other, which led to the other. And it had an ongoing story. So that's what kept me listening. Whereas I can't just turn on, let's just say, um, a Cardi B album and give a shit from one song to another. Okay, it's very offensive that you brought up Cardi B when you're talking about uh, seventh wonder I'm, I'm actually offended but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like that's for one and for two like all these characters are very well developed especially Tiara like um Beyonce is one of the best um, female driven songs. It's like one of the more feminist songs I've ever heard um, and it is um, sung by a man sung by sung by a man uh, in a metal band <laughs> I know and it is so emotionally effective like I want to hear Leia Salonga sing it uh, yeah I 
I think that the whole thing is very good. I think it's great, and I think with a few tweaks, like I had a few story issues, obviously, and I brought up how I would change them in my adaptation process. Which I feel like as a concept album, it's not easy to tell a story like that. It's not nearly as easy as you would in like a musical, um, in, in my opinion. And I don't disagree with you. There is very few concept albums that are effective. The original Hadestown, Hadestown album felt very similar to this, where you had these songs that had these disparate storytelling elements. And yeah, and I've never heard such Greek-like feeling storytelling elements, like such a town hoisting up a girl and sending it up to the heavens and demanding that she save the day. That feels so ancient Greece to me, yet it is such a futuristic album. And that was the most pretentious thing I'll say this week. So overall, what is your opinion on Tiara? Holy fuck. Listen to this album, please. I love I love it so much. Uh, If I get even a single person to listen to it, I will. uh, I'll be very happy. (laughs) I'm not one who is a fan of heavy metal or metal music to begin with. It's just not my thing. I am a fan of storytelling, and this tells the story very effectively using music. And you guys know that is my like scene. And I wouldn't recommend it to you if I didn't think it did it well. I highly recommend this. She even just recommends it. And I hate everything. And just hates everything except musicals. Yeah, and this is a musical, and I know how it would work as a musical. Jess hates everything except musicals and Jeff Goldblum turning into a fly. Cheese rating. Jess, I'm going to have you give the cheese rating this this week. Um. Hmm. My cheese rating for Tiara would be radioactive cheese from space. You are not nearly as good at this as, as I am. <laughs> What's your cheese rating, you. Andrew? My cheese rating? Oh, fine, fine cheese. Very good. <laughs> okay. I don't have a cheese rating. It is very cheesy, though. This is a really <laughs> cheesy. It is a story. great album that is very <laughs> cheesy, and I think that's why I liked it. All right. Um... <laughs> If you actually listen to this, thanks. I don't know why you did, but thank you. Please tell us your opinion. Like, go out, find TR. It's probably on YouTube or something. Tell us your opinions, how you would see it as a musical, or if you even think it could be an effective musical. Please leave it to us in the comments. And I thank- love you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I'm really grateful for it. Um, please, will you leave us a review on iTunes? Um, if you leave us a review on iTunes, you get entered into a drawing for a $20 Amazon gift card. You could be a winner, and you can only win if you review us on iTunes. 
and very little people are going to do that, so you're very likely to win. You're very likely to win, so get to reviewing and let's see if you're the lucky winner. Follow us on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals. Also on Instagram at Musical Theater Lives, our YouTube page, of course, Musical Theater Lives. If you have any questions or if you want to let us know that you were the winner of the mu- Musical Theater-like challenge of iTunes reviews, email us at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. And if you guys didn't like the topic of this episode, well, stick around for next one because you will like next one. Next week is going to be great. You are going to love it. I promise you. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.